Welcome to another episode of the Home Run Porch Podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Madison. And today we're going to talk about what I feel is the one unbreakable streak or record, I should say, in baseball. DiMaggio's 56-game hitting streak. It's quite a thing, isn't it? Yeah. I, I watched a mini documentary last night about it. Really? Bob Costas was hosting it. Yeah, it's it's quite uh, crazy how, like, at some moments it was this close from being snapped, and like it came down to like a scores uh, call. You know, two of them like to the same player in two consecutive days. Yep. a shortstop got it, bumbled it a little bit, and it was the scorer making the call. Interestingly enough, uh, I was reading some stuff last night on it, and it said that. There were people that would sit up near the scorer's box and they would razz the guy. <laughs> They'd give him a hard time and threaten him, right. on, especially on ones that were like obvious. It was obviously it was an error, the player error and stuff like that. No, 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 that wasn't an error. Can you imagine the pressure of that guy? I would just want to be so far back in the press box that no one could see me. The guy who said uh, about that one, he's told like Joe later, he's like, you thought you were under some pressure? <laughs> try, try scoring your uh, during your hit streak. So. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so I went down through the records and yeah. looked at it. Uh, Oh, first off, first off, since we're big Twins fans, I, I checked out what the longest Twins oh, yeah. hitting streak was. Kenny Landro for the Twins had 31. Not bad. And that was it, was, it straddled the season. Oh, no, no, it was 1980. No, okay. His is all during 1980. So uh, you're too young to remember Kenny Landro. He yeah, was a good outfielder player that I really liked when I was a kid. Okay. Okay, so, so the, uh, DiMaggio, it, it was one of those magical seasons, 1941, which yes. is also the last 400, 406 when Ted Williams hit 406. So that was and a, still lost the MVP and still lost the MVP. <laughs> and they think that because it was because he was hated by the media and everybody oh. loved Joe DiMaggio, Joe D. So anyway, um, number two was Pete Rose in 1978 when he had 44. I remember that. So I would have been 11 at the time. Okay. And I re- this is not the time of Sports Center or ESPN or any of that stuff. I remember watching games and they would they didn't do split screen. They would say, we're going to cut away. Because Pete Rose is at bat. Like you're watching another game. You watch another game, and they'd cut away to, yeah. Yeah. And they'd cut away to that game, and you'd watch his at bat, and they'd cut back. And he was traveling, so they probably picked it up. I don't know exactly what point they picked it up, probably somewhere in the 30s. And the press was following him around, and wherever he played, they would sell out. So it's like the middle of the season, and suddenly a game that would maybe have. 10,000 people at it would have 40,000 at it because they all wanted to see if he was going to get a hit. It was hit. the same thing with Joe D. You know, yeah. as, far, as far as he kept going, 20s, 30s, um, that it just started selling out because you want to be there, right? Yeah. You want to yeah, see you it. Ma- see yeah, it. yeah. You want to see it, you know, either you hate him and you want to see it ended or you love him and you want to see the extent. Yes. Um, number three is Paul Molitor at 39. And that was 1987. I don't remember that one. Well, maybe he was I playing for the Brewers that. at the time. Yes, he was playing yeah. for the Brewers. And I love Paul Molitor because yeah. he's a Minnesota guy. Um, and then the the drop, well, not the drop off, but then Jimmy Rollins. That Tell the Jimmy Rollins Jimmy story. Rollins, you just told me great. I just saw a documentary last night and had him and all the guys, Paul Molitor. And he was saying that he was one of the ones where he had to take his into the offseason, his hitting streak. Yeah, and straddled two seasons. Yep, yep. And he didn't, he was on the injured list right away in that next season because he loved toothpicks, right? He always had a toothpick. I love toothpicks. And he was like right next to his bed and he stepped on a toothpick. 
And so, that landed him on the injured list. So, so it punctured his foot he, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. And he and he, he punctured his foot, and then he's bleeding. He and said he it, was kind of happy, though, because you know how early in the season it might be hard to get into a rhythm yeah, hitting-wise? Yeah, yeah. And so he's like, it kind of helped me, to be honest. And then eventually he lost it. But, okay. yeah. Toothpick. Originally, one other thing I read was originally they didn't have the ones where it straddled the seasons mm. um, because they didn't think that was legit because, right. you know, you have six months off and all this stuff. It could uh, be harder, honestly, I right? would think so, too, because you're thinking about it all off season. Yeah. Um, and there's what something like four or five in the top ten. No, not that many. Three, two or three in the top ten. Uh, then we go down to uh, number five is Tommy Holmes of the Braves, hit 37 and 45. Chase Utley and Luis Castillo, who played for the Twins, was one of my favorite player when he played for the Twins. He, this is when he was at the Marlins, um, hit 35 in 2002, and Chase Utley in 2006. And yeah, we just Joe, go, yeah. We who just else? go down. Go ahead. Jody, I think. I also want I put in my notes during the war as well because I think it served as a nice distraction, you know, maybe from overseas and something back at home, you know, that you could cheer for again, go out to the ballpark. Well, and we weren't. Just, here's the thing. We weren't part of the war yet in 41. Oh, sure, 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 sure. But we knew it was inevitable at that, right. that summer. Everybody was worrying about people were enlisting. They were building up the military. And it was raging, obviously, in, in Europe at the time. So it was. It was something that we could step back and, and, and of course. A summer craze, I think one yeah. writer put it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and it goes on down. So so at, at 10, is Dan Ugla had 33, which is 23 less. Um, 23 less than, than number one. Right. There's a lot of records. It's like. You know, one or two behind. That's insane. Now it's these, insane. Now these days, you'll you'll be happy if like you get to twelve, maybe. You know, ten. Oh yeah, ten game hit streak today. Yeah, is a pretty good hit streak. You know, they said that that they didn't even follow him until it was in the thirties. No one even really. Right. He said he didn't even realize it until a reporter brought it up to him. Yep. And he's like, "Oh, really? I've hit in that many games. It was whatever, thirty-two, or whatever." And then it became conscious, which always makes you nervous. It, it makes me think of a pitcher throwing a no hitter, and no one really mentions it till about the seventh inning, and then everybody in the in the dugout avoids the player yep. because no one wants to jinx it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but apparently, it was such a big deal that they were newspapers were having it on the front page of the paper. Right. Jody gets a hit in game number now. And thirty-eight or whatever it was, yeah. which is is crazy. I mean, Sports Center. That's all they would talk about. No, yeah, definitely. <laughs> it would be the only thing they would talk about if if he had hit. Also, let like me that. say this: there's no chance, Joe. Uh, there's no chance um, that someone can do it again. I don't think that, that. Okay, so that's what we were talking about. Yeah, I think that's an unbreakable streak. Now, did I also think that Jody could never do it now? You know, if he were playing at back then, stuff like that. it's way easier. He sees a starting pitcher four times. He even talked about that. You so know? apparently he talked about that. He said the difference being is that today's players face relief specialists and that sort of thing. Yep. So the, the chance of – I mean, I, I'm I'm blown away by in the last few seasons now they don't the, – the theory is by the time you see the pitcher the third time, so bat, a batter usually faces a pitcher five times, or bats five times in a game on average. I yeah. Mean, technically, it would be three if you you know in a perfect game where it's three up, three down every inning. You only you only face them three times, but by the fifth or sixth inning, you're faced the starting pitcher three times. 
And they always say that that third at bat is the difference maker. So a lot of coaches now are trying to nurse them up to that third yep. at bat. And then if they get in trouble, they yank them right away, which drives me crazy, by the way. That'll be for another episode. <laughs> I know, I, right? I, I, that drives me crazy. And I, I have nothing, no problem with relief specialists, but in the 2022 season, the Twins bullpen is is a dumpster uh, fire. It's a dumpster fire. That's a good way of putting it. Because every time somebody gets pulled in, I start to get nervous yeah. once they pull. I'd, I'm thinking, well, I'd rather have they leave Sonny Gray in um, and let him take his chances with, right. you know, and have him pitch. I don't know. That's We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> but, yeah, I think I'd be willing to say that there's, you know, back then you'd see a starting pitcher four times and then a relief pitcher that was – I mean, you got to think about miles per hour back then too. It wasn't as high as it is now. You know, yeah. guys are not throwing pumping ninety nine or a hundred. That's true. That's true. Um, a, a couple side notes. Um, Heinz fifty seven. I don't think you know Heinz fifty seven is Heinz fifty seven. The ketchup. Oh yes. Yeah. But that was that was their marketing thing. Okay. Why fifty? They said oh, 57 varieties. Well, there's not fifty seven varieties of ketchup, <laughs> but fifty seven different varieties of ways of using. I forget what yeah. it was. That was a big thing when I was a kid. It's, they don't call it that anymore. But it was known as Heinz 57, the ketchup, and they struck a deal with him that if he made 57, they were going to give him a $10,000 endorsement deal. And he was one shy of that, which is amazing. Uh, and $10,000 back then would have been a lot. Yeah, considering a lot, most of the players worked in the offseason because to right. make ends meet. So that would have been a crazy amount of money. Hmm. Um, another thing that I'd forgotten when I looked up some stuff on him, he'd hit 61 in the minor leagues. Oh really? Yes. So he <laughs> That's gotta be some sort of record, do you think? Yeah, it is Maybe? a record. It yeah. is a record for the minor leagues. Wow. So he'd hit sixty one. Uh now great granted the, the pitching isn't as good, but that's it. I, I don't care what yeah. league you're paying. That's crazy uh, batting. Um, uh, another one though was when during the streak was when uh, someone stole his bat. Do you remember that? Did you see that? I, I did hear that. Yeah, his bat disappeared, that. and he loved his bat, and he batted with another one from a teammate, and um, luckily he did get a hit. But and then his bat somehow reappeared by the end of the end of their uh, games. I forgot where they were at, but yeah, it was interesting. I wonder who who well, stole. You, it, it, you'd wonder, bad. you'd wonder, and, and baseball is a very superstitious sport. So you can yeah. see him, players, you know, players have gloves that they're superstitious about right. or clothing items that they won't wash and they'll step over lines. We got to make a podcast on that sometime. Yeah, yeah, um, true. The, the superstitions around baseball. And I can imagine, because it doesn't even take much just in the back of your mind that there's a little bit of a difference. Yeah. And it feels different and, and that sort of thing that would make you crazy. It's such a mental game, isn't it? Um, another thing that said that, that why this probably won't break is the difference in the players are much more athletic nowadays. Yep. So they can, they're faster. They can cover more ground. They're working out all year round, yep. that sort of thing. And also the glove technology. You don't think of that, but especially outfielders. You it's know, they huge. Wear those, they wear those massive gloves. Yep. And back then they just had those gloves that were the size of your hand. And so to catch a ball in the outfield, um, you have right. a much better shot. Easy. Um, one other side note that I this is yeah. a stat that I'd never known, but I was reading up on this. I saw this. Um, do you know what the record is for the most times getting on base in consecutive games? No. Okay, so it's obviously more than fifty six. Yep. Um, it's eighty four. Now, hmm. who would you think that is? You have any idea who that is? My favorite classic player. 
Is he a twin? No. No, twins. How well, about like Rod Carew or something? No, Rod Carew's great, though. Uh, Ted Williams oh. uh, holds a streak for most consecutive games reaching base 84. So that would include walks, walks that sort yeah. of thing. Hit by pitch. But when you think about that, 84 games in a row, that's over half the season. Right. Especially back then when they were playing 154 games Jeez. in a season. That's an, that's an insane amount of on-base percentage, hmm. which I still think is the stat is that is most important um, on-base percentage. Agreed. Because you are – Impacting the game, Impacting right? the game. In so however way. you get on. That's why we both love Luis Arias. He's our favorite yeah. current player right now. Also thing about Joe D was you could maybe have a hit streak on a, a bad team and still be bad. The Yankees yeah. still won the World Series, you know what I mean? <laughs> they had a losing record when the streak started. Yeah. And then over the course of the streak, they played so well that they, they moved into first place. Do you think if the Yankees don't win the World Series, uh, Ted Williams maybe – Wins MVP? Uh, maybe. That's a discussion for – that's a long discussion because <laughs> Joe D was this sort of media darling. And he didn't yeah. – he was kind of a stoic, quiet guy. Yeah. And they loved him. And Ted Williams was proactively hated the media because he felt like they were unfair to him. So he yep. just refused to talk to him. Um, is it crazy that he also only struck out five times during the streak? That is crazy. Five times. Yeah. Ridiculous. I mean <laughs> – and nowadays, it, the, the strike I, I still the strikeout still drives me crazy. But but back then, the strikeout um, I was was frowned upon. So guys tried not to strike out. Right. I, don't, I can't believe now that that they'd be like, oh, it's okay because we're swinging for it's the fine. fences. We'll, like, we'll, we'll, we'll take a home run. We'll take a home run or a strikeout, which drives me crazy. I remember they used to say that when Reggie Jackson came up, that he would uh, when he was at bat. Oh, he just broke another world record. Oh, just broke another world record every time he struck out because he held the record for the most strikeouts. And he didn't he didn't phase him in the least. Yeah. So But yeah, I think like we said, this streak will never be broken. I don't think unless we take a giant step back and technology becomes not existent anymore. I think a great player like Luis Arias. I, you know what? I, I, I guess now that no one bunts anymore, very rarely do people bunt, which drives another thing that drives me crazy. Yeah. Especially with the shift and these big, massive gaps on the third baseline that guys aren't bunting. I, I, I don't know. I, I think of guys like Rod Crew or Pete Rose and yeah. those guys now. They would have they would have looked at that and started laughing. If if anyone has a ch- a shot, I think it's Luis Arise. So yeah. Um. But yeah, Joe D. What a Joe what a D. player. 12, number two is 12 less. I just don't think it's going to be broken. I think it's going to be almost impossible. That's another two weeks of hitting. One of those I don't, I don't think we'll ever see. But if we do, Luis. Luis, our boy, Luis Arias for the Twins. All right, you've listened to the Home Run Porch Podcast. I'm Kevin. I'm Madison. Thanks for listening to another episode.